Hello and welcome to this week's edition of SBC This Week, a roundup of news and views from around the Southern Baptist Convention. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe. Hey Jonathan, how's it going? Week four, Amy. Uh, we are in week four uh, and and probably not our final week of uh, All Eyes on Southwestern. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's been a, a different month and a, a heavy month and uh, this week we had, I, I think, some resolution. To, uh, to some questions we had last week, but at the same time, right. questions still remain. Yeah, it's interesting. I was thinking as we sat down to record that I I didn't even know what to say because for the past two weeks I've said something like, well, if you're the type of person that listens to a Baptist podcast, you're probably aware of what's going on and it's been such a heavy week. And like the all the things that I've said the last few weeks, that was all I could think of to say this today. Week. Yeah. But it just feels like a broken record. It's like Groundhog Day the last four weeks we've done this uh, podcast. Well, it's just it's just very very heavy. Yes, that's uh, that's that's the best way to put it. It's been a heavy 2018. The entire year has been been a it's been a um, rather heavy year in the Southern Baptist Convention. But there was some resolution to at least one uh, thing going on over at Southwestern. We'll get to that in just a minute. Uh, But before we do that, we do want to thank our sponsors once again, located in Louisville, Kentucky. The Southern Baptist Theological Seminary is committed to training future pastors, missionaries, and gospel leaders. You can learn more about undergraduate, graduate, and doctoral degree programs by visiting sbts.edu. And that is, uh, once again, sbts.edu. Thanks uh, for those guys. They've been sponsoring us for a little bit over a year now, and uh, we're glad to see them. We'll be seeing a lot of them at the annual meeting here just in, in about 10 or 11 days, Amy. It's, it's that close. It's June. Yeah. It is June. And that that's a big month for the SBC. It's it's kind of amazing, and um, it's a the, June is a crazy month for us every year. But the summer is is kind of nuts in terms of our travel schedule and things. So I'm um, I'm starting to get just overwhelmed at the thought of it. Uh, but it's time to it's time to pack. It is, and uh, this time next week we will be heading to the SBC annual meeting in Dallas, Texas. That's hashtag SBCAM18. Not SBC 18, SBC AM 18, because we're going to play by the rules. We're going to play by the rules. And I want to, I want to go on record. I'm, I'm, I'm a team player on this, Jonathan. Yes. Yes. Even though the team is wrong, but we're the team players, and we're gonna, we're gonna play by the rules. I didn't say that. I would like everyone to know that I was not the one that. Did you see the Alabama Baptist poll the other day? I did. Okay. I did see it, and I did not vote in it. But I'm I did a not team vote player. In this was it. Okay, so as I said, I had my reaction, and I still have sort of if you know my thoughts. But this is the hashtag. It's what it's what has been established, and I'm trying. I, I'm I'm getting on board. Yes, we are on board. Whether we like but it or I not, but I did. I did. I think it was Brent Hobbs that made the comment that the hashtag made him think of like a GoPro, like SB Cam, and and it does. I I do think about That's that when stream. I see it. If you move it really, <laughs> if you're looking at it really fast, so that kind of tickled me. Yeah. But if you just get used to it, you keep using it. We just all can move over to it. I'm trying, trying really hard. Yes, we are, and um, we will be there next week using the correct hashtag. 
Uh, we got a little bit more information about the uh, SBC annual meeting coming up in our preview episode on Monday. That'll drop on June the 4th, so check that out. June 4th, we'll drop episode 163. That will be our uh, annual preview episode. Going to record that this weekend and get that every get that over to uh, you in your earbuds on Monday morning. So you got a week to process it, week to get things ready for Dallas. So, uh, But before we get to that, Amy, big news again this week from Fort Worth. Paige Patterson was terminated effective immediately following a meeting of the executive board of trustees at Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. Yeah, so I don't know about you, but I knew the executive committee uh, of the board was meeting. I did not anticipate this when it dropped. I was stunned. Yes. I was really stunned. Agreed. Uh, We did know that the board meeting was going on. We knew that there was an all-faculty meeting and staff meeting on Thursday as well. Uh, Nothing really came out of that meeting, that that, newsworthy. There was no press release after the, the staff meeting. Uh, right, but then, right. but late Wednesday night, uh, people probably getting home from church, those prayer meetings on Wednesday night, and um, this dropped about eight or nine o'clock Wednesday night and stunned a lot of people. And uh, Dr. Patterson, uh, and we'll just read this. The uh, it's only a few hundred words here, so we'll just read the the entire statement uh, by the board of trustees. They said during the May thirtieth, twenty eighteen, executive committee meeting of the Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary Board of Trustees. New information confirmed this morning was presented regarding the handling of an allegation of sexual abuse against a student during Dr. Paige Patterson's presidency at another institution and resulting issues connected with statements to the Board of Trustees that are inconsistent with Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary's biblically informed core values. Deeming the information demanded immediate action and could not be deferred to a regular meeting of the Board based on the details presented, the Executive Committee unanimously resolved to terminate Dr. Paige Patterson, effective immediately removing all benefits, rights, and privileges provided by the May 22nd, 23rd board meeting, including the title of President Emeritus, the invitation to reside at the Baptist Heritage Center as theologian in residence, and ongoing compensation. Uh, They go on to uh, talk about how they are committed to the calling uh, of Southwestern, Uh, but uh, that is is the news, and we were all sitting here going, wow. Yeah, it it was very... Very sudden. Obviously, I think it's kind of sinking in with everyone across the convention. Um, a lot of people have been just processing the statement itself. Um, for me, I just have really been processing what this moment means just in terms of dynamics in the convention. You know, what one of the things I said when Frank Page resigned, I, I made a comment on that episode that for the past 12 years, very little has happened in the SBC without Frank Page right there uh, yeah. a, as part of it. Ever since of his election as president in 2006, that's right. Right. It sunk into me that for 40 years, Paige Patterson has been sort of at the center of, of, of SBC history. Yeah. Who's well, been an entity head since 1992. You know, we, we talked right. about Dr. Moeller is celebrating his 25th anniversary at Southern this year. But Dr. Patterson, I mean, he's been in two different institutions, but longer than that. So, you know, 26, 27 years that he's been an entity head. And before that, president at Criswell College. And before that, you know, obviously involved with the the conservative resurgence in the, the late 70s. Right. So just a real a real figure in the Southern Baptist Convention and just kind of letting that sink in that this is that this is something that was kind of coming to a close at Southwestern. 
And what does that what does that mean? What does our convention look like um, with with when roles change? Obviously, you you step back and say, okay, how does that affect the dynamics of the entire thing? Um, but this is a a massive shift, and so right now, I don't even know that I have a, a final thoughts on it. I'm just really reflecting on it, and I think there's something that we have to just step back and say, okay, what does the what does the landscape look like now? Yeah, yeah, it it will be dramatically different. Uh, I think that's that's well understood from all sides and all corners of the SBC. Uh, but we still have a couple of outstanding, you know, items that we we don't have answers to yet. Uh, Dr. Patterson is out of the country; he's in Germany, he's speaking at a conference and some uh, some events over in Germany. I think with uh, Jack Graham and Bob Pearl are along with him as well. A uh, couple of you know, a couple of Texas area pastors, a Metroplex area pastors, Bob Pearl from Birchman Baptist, Jack Graham obviously from Prestonwood, uh, but they're over in Germany and they'll be back uh, later this week, I'm sure, or the weekend, and um, m- you know maybe get some more information from Dr. Patterson once he gets back. But you know the the issue of uh, will he still give the convention sermon and will he still present the evangelism task force report? Those are two items still kind of hanging in the balance, and we we don't have a resolution to those. Those are the two items that we kind of mentioned at the top of the episode that we still don't know. So right. you know, those are the kind of things that we just don't know, and we may not know by the time we even record our, our preview episode. We may not know till Tuesday morning in Dallas, uh, or Wednesday morning in Dallas, I guess is a better way to say it, because those are both scheduled for Wednesday morning. Uh, so just... You know, there's still a lot going on here. Uh, we do have, you know, we've mentioned we have a resolution in this one issue that uh, is kind of hanging over from last week's meeting. Uh, you know, there was a lot of discussion in the aftermath of the, the 13-hour marathon meeting of the trustees last week. Uh, and then, you know, we, we still don't know if this decision here, you know, what the reaction is going to be from the rest of the trustees or whatever, uh, you know, from obviously from Dr. Patterson even. So we'll uh, we'll kind of kind of sit in here and wait and just see what else plays out over the next 10 to 12 days. Yeah. And, uh, I, you know, every year things, we have issues that come up leading up to the convention. A lot of questions swirling about maybe a particular issue or, uh, or just, just something that people are really discussing out there. But in all my days, um, which, ha- you know, there are plenty of people who have been doing this a lot longer than I have. Uh, but in all my days, I've never seen any lead up to the convention like this. Um, so I think, you know, obviously, Steve Gaines has called for fasting and prayer. I see a lot of people echoing that. Yeah. Um, I think that that becomes very, very important in the next uh, in the next week and a half. Yeah. Uh, a couple of questions that we've had come to us this week, and uh, we're trying to answer these for you. And they're actually in the Baptist Press article too. There's a a reaction article uh, along with the information uh, uh, that we just read. But a, a lot of people were asking, you know, can the executive committee do this? And according to the seminary bylaws, the executive committee is authorized between meetings of the board to have charge of the seminary to transact all trustee matters pertaining to the seminary, which appear to demand immediate action and cannot be deferred until a regular meeting of the board. That was in the statement. Uh, they made that clear uh, that the executive committee can act ad interim. Uh, so that that's uh, what happened there. The executive committee members, uh, people were asking who that was. Kevin Eckert from Texas, vice he's the chairman. Vice chairman is Connie Hancock from Ohio. David Marin from Mississippi, Bart Barber from Texas, Jeff Crook from Georgia, Jamie Green from Texas, 
Danny Johnson from Arkansas, Philip Levant from Texas, Mark Mucklow from Arizona, John Rayburn from Texas, George Tynes, and Don Wharton from Texas. So uh, those are the executive committee members uh, that voted unanimously to terminate Dr. Paige Patterson. Uh, there's also been some cancellations. Dr. Patterson has canceled the SBCAL, uh, the Association Leader Meeting. Uh, we got some information or uh, some news from them later in the show as well. And there has been, uh, there's another article, actually, this one over at Baptist News Global. They've been covering this as well. The Association of Certified Biblical Counselors has moved their conference uh, that was scheduled to be held on the campus of Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary over uh, to a church in the area, over to Countryside Bible Church in South Lake, Texas. Uh, they will be hosting it there. The theme of the conference was Light in the Darkness, Biblical Counseling and Abuse. Heath Lambert, the outgoing executive director, uh, made the announcement this week that that would be moved from the campus of Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary over to Countryside. So, Tying up some loose ends and some questions uh, that a uh, few people had this week, uh, and uh, hopefully that uh, kind of you know helps some people uh, with some questions and information that they were looking for earlier. Yeah, so just tough week. A lot of a lot of things. We may have more questions if you if you have them, you know, send them. We may be able to answer them. This one was you know this was easy because these were in a lot of things were in the Baptist Press article but uh we will see what we'll see what we're looking at uh, going into next week uh, so let's talk about the news from the uh dom yeah well one thing i do want to touch on before we get there you know what this week was it was the deadline for resolutions it was that's so, right resolution deadline was this week um so if you didn't get your resolutions in this year wait till next year get them ready for next year yeah. so but yes. uh, this year I, I think the official unofficial tally was somewhere around 800 resolutions, I think, that were submitted, Amy. He's joking, folks. <laughs> it wasn't 800. But it was probably if close. Jace, d yeah, if Dr. Deucing is listening right now, he just choked on his uh, water or coffee or whatever at that at that thought. Yes. Uh, but that is not is not correct. Uh, but in our preview episode, we'll, we, there are some resolutions that have been made um, public, and I even saw somebody had kind of yes. pulled them together. There's in a one curation. Place. They did the work for us. I was going to do yes. that, so but we, then I found that they had already done it. So I was like, thank you. Yeah, we can just link to that in the yes. show notes for Perfect. the special episode. Perfect. So, yes. yeah, thank you. Which, as we remember, people do not have to do that, but some choose to. Yes. So. And usually for everyone that we know about publicly, there's one submitted that no, we don't know about. So, uh, right. you know, there, there are quite a few this year. So, uh, but yeah, so that was this yes. week. So that deadline has passed. And I uh, just wanted to throw that out there before we get to this. DOM title change. Uh, among the report recommendation from the study team, a 12-member study team was commissioned last year from the Southern Baptist Conference of Association Leaders in Phoenix. And they uh, they compiled views. There was a survey online. We talked about that here on the podcast. I even took the survey. A lot of us did. And uh, they have come out with a report. And we'll link to the, uh, the article there. The report is in the article. Rick Wheeler uh, led the task force, and they recommend the title of Associational Mission Strategist. Yes. As the new title. Yes. And this has been a discussion for a little while, talking about title changes. Uh, what are your thoughts on this, Jonathan? I think it's going to be difficult for them to implement because all the associations are autonomous. I do think it's right. good for them to at least have a strategy trying to push people toward this. I like it. Uh, because it's saying, hey, here's where we're going. 
they're trying to get everything in sync across denominations or across the denomination uh, with the associations. You know, there there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of associations, uh, thousands even, and trying to get them aligned in one direction with like one kind of mission. I like that. Uh, the more aligned, the more uh, that associations are alike from association to association. I think the better uh, if they're if they're right. doing well. Uh, so I, I like this. It's going to take some time because, you know, it's just a new thing that people are going to, they're always going to, you know, some pastors are going to just always call them DOMs no matter what. Even if they're not that now, if they're the associational missionary, that may be their official title or whatever. But um, the associational mission strategist, strategist I like that because it, it kind of gives it a, a better role of what they're supposed to be, what their, you know, goal is to be. So uh, I, I like it. I, I wish them all the best and I hope they're able to to kind of get this synced across the denomination. Yeah. I mean, it's almost, uh, think of it as like a rebrand. And yeah, like you said, the exactly. challenge, the challenge is because they are not, it's not top down. You know, they can't make everyone do it. So you have to sort of convince people um, and persuade, sell them on the idea. So I'm kind of like you, It it's not, it's, it's going to be a tough task. It'll be sort of an uphill climb to do it. But at the same time, I do really like the name. I like the yeah. name a lot, so I wish well, them I, the best. Uh, I also on like that. the uh, the idea of what they're wanting the the, the associational mission strategist to do. Uh, it, you know, right. I think the 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 big question is what does the you know right now what does the DOM do? Well, it just depends on who that is and where you are. Uh, you know, you right. and I are friends with uh, Keelan Cook down in uh, Houston, uh, who's an yes. assistant. Uh, you know, AMS now, I guess. <laughs> But yes, uh, yes. but he 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 does a lot of different things than like a rural DOM in North Carolina or something like that. So so it's just it's just kind of difficult to to kind of uh, get those synced up you know, job description wise what the associations are for those kind of things. So I like the idea that they're yes. they're trying to provide. Here's what DOM should be doing. Well, AMSs should be doing. Here's what AMSs should be doing, and here's the direction we want them to go and, and like, you know, having a strategy. I love that. So Yeah, me too. All right. Uh, final piece of news here. Scott Barkley has been tapped as the new editor for the Georgia Baptist Christian Index. Uh, he'll be taking over for Gerald Harris, who will be retiring on December 31st. Gerald's 77. I didn't realize uh, he'd been working that long. So uh, Gerald's been around in Baptist life for a long time has been the editor of the index for uh, 15 years. Got there in 2003 and um had Barkley's been there actually since 2004, so he's been there for a while as well and uh has overseen the publication's transition. We mentioned this on the podcast a couple of years ago from print to all digital uh, as part of the GBMB over there in Georgia. So uh all the best to Gerald Harris. Uh, retiring at the end of the year, and congratulations to Scott Barkley. Yes, and one thing I notice about uh, Scott Barkley, they have uh, four children. That's the last line of this uh, story in BP. Riley, Jackson, Bryce, and Charlotte. And uh, the way they spell their, uh, the way they spell Riley is, uh, my niece is, her name's spelled the exact same way, R-Y-L-E-E, and I almost never see that. And I thought that was interesting. Yeah. And every so, time I see the name cool. Gerald, I think of Lord John Marbury from the West Wing. So that's uh, that's all I've got for that. Nice. Gerald. I love it when he did that. All right. So anyway, that's going to yes. bring us to my favorite part of the week this week in SBC history. Amy, floor minds.
All right. This week, because we're just in the middle of history sort of happening and it's really heavy, I had to try and find something that was a little lighter. Yes, a fun um, week. Yeah. So I am taking it back to 1963 um, to a uh, a revival that was happening. It was some uh, Jubilee revivals in the Wisconsin, Minnesota Baptist Association. And Texas Baptists came up. They served as evangelists. They were uh, leading the singing. And they were having um, a service at Southeast Baptist Church in Milwaukee. And then they were also having a service at the Emanuel Baptist Church in Rochester, Minnesota. So this was the top story on Baptist Press on this week in 1963. In At Southeast Baptist Church, a family of four comes forward in the uh in the the service and their last name was million and then at the emmanuel baptist church a couple comes forward and their last name was nuns and so their headline was or their their uh lead the the very beginning thing was what would you do if four million people joined your church in a single service or if two nuns presented themselves for membership and I thought, that's cute. Baptist Press got jokes. They had jokes in 1963. Wow. It was pretty wow. funny. S- yes. So it was Dad a great story. Dad jokes from Baptist Press in the 60s. Yes. So uh, they had 13 churches that were participating in it. 172 uh, decisions. Uh, 37 uh, decisions for, for something. 37 professions of faith. So... Uh, that was really neat. Texas Baptist, the Home Mission Board, were really helping kind of sponsor the work up there. But it, I just, four it was million cute. people. Yeah. So four millions and two nuns. Oh, my word. Coming forward. And that was the top story in Baptist Press this week in SBC history. Wow. That is, that is pretty spectacular. That, that's a, that's headline writing like gold medal right there. That is, yeah, it's pretty awesome. That is pretty, pretty awesome. So. Pretty incredible. Wow. Yeah. All right. So had to share. Well, that that's just that's amazing. I could totally see some pastor, you know, after that thing. Well, you know what happened last week? Well, I you know I preached and four million people got saved. Yes. So it's just like what? Oh man, it's pretty well done. That's just yep. well done. All righty. All right. That's going to bring us to our resources of the week. My resource of the week: uh, a new initiative from Brainerd Baptist Church called One for Seven. Uh, it's an initiative that uh, Micah Fries and Brainerd are leading out on, challenging other churches to join them as well, uh, to have members give $1 a week uh, to help double the missionary force of the IMB. The goal is 7,000 missionaries. Uh, their, their idea is that they can find you know people to give $1 a week uh, and, and go for 7,000 missionaries uh, through Lottie Moon. So you can find out more at 147.org. That's the number one, F-O-R, the number seven, dot O-R-G. Great little uh, information over there and idea from Micah Freeze and the folks over at Brainerd Baptist Church. Micah's a good friend of the pod, and uh, we appreciate all that they are doing for the IMB and for Lottie Moon and uh, to reach the 3,500 unengaged people groups across the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amy, your resource of the week is? Uh, it's a new book called Mere Hope um, oh, by Jason, Jason Dusing. Yeah. Yes. It's uh, a double drop this week. Yes. Yeah, so the um, 
sort of the subtitle is Life in an Age of Cynicism. And um, I've known about this book for a while. I, I got to, you know, kind of hear and, and know a little bit about it early. Um, and it's just a really great, um, it's just a great piece that's just talking about how we're living in difficult times um, that a lot of times we have to to deal with discouragement and uh, suffering and and he actually says you know the spirit of the age is cynicism and so we need hope um and it asks the questions how do christians live in such difficult times um so he he's talking about what it means to have our lives shaped by the gospel uh, so i'm really excited i was excited when this arrived i've been looking forward to it um i highly recommend it i am certain that uh, if you're at the SBC in Dallas, you will find it at the bookstore there. Maybe there'll be some giveaways. Um, so if you can get your hands on it, you know, don't leave Dallas without it. I agree. I've got a copy the other day in the office, and I haven't started it yet. I'm going to probably, I might bring it with me to Dallas and uh, try to read it on the plane on the on the way there and back. So uh, Dr. Deucing, one of the, the best thinkers that we have in the SBC. So I highly recommend that book as well. So Mere Hope, and I, I think... If you come to the Midwestern lunch, you might just wind up with one. So uh, I'll just throw that out there. I think think that might be on the giveaway docket there. There you go. Yeah. Sign up. A little, little uh, you know, so sign up over mid- mbts.edu. So uh, their, their lunch on Tuesday. So check that out. Um, all right. So we've got our, just a little quick recap. I mean, I got a couple things too I want to add here at the end. But um, we got our, our show uh, for the SBC preview show coming on Monday. June 4th, check that out, download it, listen to it on the way to the convention. Uh, shout out to uh, our friend over uh, in California. We had we talked a couple weeks ago about having J.D. Greer on the podcast and the and people listening to it, you know, Memorial Day this week, you know, out at the pool. And we had somebody actually take yes. us up on that. And, and he sent a picture. And so um, our, our friend uh, Tim Borer, Tim, you win, man. Uh, I'm going to send Tim a book. Yeah, uh, that was a, impressive. A free copy of SBC FAQs I've got on my desk. So I'm going to send Tim, <gasps> nice! Tim the best book that B&H has ever printed. Actually, and Amy, you know, we're going to have to talk about this in the preview episode. I saw your name on a um, a signing list uh, this week. So there's a book signing yep. with you. There is. And and some other guy, too, at the same time um, uh, that, that helped write that book. I think he just put his name on it and you did all the work. Keith Harper. Um, Keith so. Harper. Yes, we're signing <laughs> together. But uh, a couple of things. Uh, I do want to mention uh, some uh, one other thing that we kind of missed on when we were talking about Southwestern. Nathan Montgomery, uh, the chef that had lost his job, has been reinstated by the um, trustee executive committee. They announced that okay. this week. That was in the, uh, the recap that we mentioned on... Uh, Southwestern. Uh, so that is uh, something that we tweeted out this week. And Amy, I have some sad news for you for the SBC. I heard about this. Wiley Drake will not be in attendance in Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. So um, he announced that today, right? He did. He yes. Did, did it, put show. a video up. Yep. He's canceled his flight, canceled his hotel. Um, is not coming, and that that's because of his disappointment in the decision yesterday, and he's decided that he's that, protesting. That's he did what this he two years ago. Do. So he, he yep. missed St. Louis. So Wiley's not voted for president in a while. Um, so <laughs> just now he ran for president more than he's voted for president in the last you know four or five years, Amy. Well, recently, yes. Anyway, well, because he's been a very faithful attender. Yes. 
um, a messenger, you know, comes with his briefcase full of motions, which um, I always, I, I love to hear. I think it's a great, I think it's a great thing to see messengers at the microphones um, because it just shows the beauty of our process. All right. But um, we will miss, yes, we will we miss will. seeing him. And then two more things, uh, just a couple of, uh, these aren't really resources of the week, but two articles I read this week, and I'm, I'm going to add these to the uh, to the list here. There was an article from Emmanuel Baptist Church in Louisville um, talking about yes. how they handled in the wake of the Rachel Denhollander, Jacob Denhollander uh, leaving their church. A phenomenal article. Highly recommend yeah, that. Yeah, I really about appreciate how churches it. deal with abuse. And we're going to be talking about that at the CP stage, how churches deal with abuse. And then Willie Rice also uh, posted something over uh, Calvary Baptist. So Willie's going to be on a panel with, I'm going to be interviewing he and Dean and Sarah. So, uh, but Willie posted something about how their church and how he personally is dealing with the, the follow-up of uh, sexual abuse in the, the church or, you know, in his family uh, by someone from the church. So just amazing stories. Highly recommend you go read those, understand what's going on in churches uh, how best your church can respond to events like this. Yeah, this is uh, it's this is definitely a time, a conversation that is opening up. It is not ending. I think uh, we are learning more, um, more and more that is, is hard to hear, but we we have to be ready uh, to ready to to receive it. Yep. So. All right. Well, we'll we'll talk more about that. Obviously, at the SBC annual meeting on the CP stage, one thirty on Monday. Beth Moore, Matt Carter, Russell Moore, with Amy and I, uh, talking about abuse in the church should be a fascinating discussion. Uh, we got about forty five minutes to talk to them about that. And uh, after everything that uh, we've seen in the SBC over the last four to six months, uh, a very needed conversation and uh, the one that I'm really looking forward to. So. Uh, We're going to have our, our preview episode on Monday, but until then, we'll see you next week. See you next week.